Did you know STL tax lawyer Mark Milton can help you with much more than just IRS problems? Mark's growing firm, Milton Law Group, now offers estate planning services. Estate planning and taxes go hand in hand, which is why the STL tax lawyer and Milton Law Group make an ideal estate planning partner. Mark and his team craft a custom estate plan for each of their clients, so take the first step to protect your future with Milton Law Group and visit stltaxlawyer.com today. That's stltaxlawyer.com. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. Welcome back to the Ryan Kelly Morning After. Now back to Tim and Doug on 590 The Fan and InsideSTL.com. I guess you wonder where I've been. I search to find a love within. I came back to let you know Got a thing for you And I can't let go My friends wonder what is wrong with me When I'm in a daze From your love you see I came back to let you know Got a thing for you and I can't let go People go around the world for love They may never find what they dream of What you won't do Do for love You tried everything But you don't give up Okay, that's enough In my world Okay, that's funny. Make me do for love. Doug, is this Yacht Rock? What I, would I think it do. is. I'm a Yacht Rock fan. My friends kind of music I listen to, things I can sing to, but not me. stuff Iggy sings to. That's uh, Bobby Caldwell. Some R&B music, Doug. Now, that's what I call Yacht Rock. Volume yeah, track. That's Yacht Rock. <laughs> not Yacht Rock. That's <laughs> yes, just, it is. Just good. That is 100% Yacht Rock. Yeah, that would qualify. It's good R&B, Bobby Caldwell. It sounds like something I would hear inside, playing inside of Dillard's, like when I'm shopping around. Right. Like this song, which isn't a bad thing. They no. play good music. I like that song. Just I heard it at Schnucks the other day, so I decided to play There we go. See? Point, I mean, case in point. Yacht Rock is literally like soft rock, like background music, right? So there you go. Yacht know. Rock. Reminds me of Georgia Benson a little bit. Who? I have another hot take, fellas. Ooh, I have a hot like take. Like Kenny Loggins is Yacht Rock. Yes. Michael McDonald. What's your take, Doug? Uh, my take is uh, the National League starting all-star team might be the the weakest in the last 50 years. Glad you brought this up, Doug. Let's break down the lineup. Good pitching, though. The Pirates have two starters. The Pirates are one of the worst teams in all of baseball. By my estimation, there's only two surefire Hall of Famers, Max Scherzer and Nolan Arenado. Maybe Tatis will get there. Probably. If Jesse Winkler keeps it up. Or Winker, I should say. I mean, there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of names on the starting team that casual fans would say, okay, who's that? This is a this is a Brian Reynolds would be the one, but he's having a good year. I think I mean it's it's a solid club. It's one of the weakest I've ever seen. For a National League starting team. And what about the pitching staff? Uh, even Scherzer's not having a great yeah, year. Yeah, Mad Max isn't doing it. And he's a starter. Going up against Otani, it's a whole different ballgame. The American League's got Hall of Famers. you got, uh, I don't know. 
Maybe Otani will get there if he strings this together for 10 or 12 years. That's about it. Yeah, it'll be 40 by then. That's it. Well, they're... So... Go ahead, Jackson. Oh, they're just younger. I would say that they're, I guess... They're not younger. necessarily that young. I mean, Black Guerrero's Guerrero. young. He's Aaron young. Judge is young. Judge is, what, 25 or 6 now? For MLB, that's pretty young. Salvador Perez been around forever. How old is Marcus Simeon? Been around... 10 years or so, Henny? Seven or eight? Mm. I guess the NL team is actually probably, eh, they're about the same ages, but outside of Tatis and. The 1966 All Star game that was played here, the National League had a, an outfield of Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and Roberto Clemente. They had starting pitchers like Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale and Bob Gibson and Juan Marichal, and all over the field were Hall of Famers. I don't get the sense that that's the case this year. So not not that every that, year compares to 66. I'm just saying there's been a lot of times when the all-star rosters come out, you got five or six Hall of Famers in the lineup. Well, and so much of it now, obviously, is the fan voting. And like the Brewers, for instance, this is the first year in a while they haven't had a starter in the game. They use that as like an asset. Like when they're talking to players and they're talking to free agents, I, I know that they mention the fact that their fans – mobilize and, and vote and that can incentivize players because they get all-star bonuses um i know that was one thing that was talked about when colton wong decided to to join milwaukee is that and if he hadn't gotten hurt he, he probably would have gotten in the fact that the fans vote for these guys like religiously and get them to that game and, and get them cash for getting in the game well, that's the big difference i'm guessing you know was Willie Mays one of the best three outfielders in baseball in 1966? I yes. Doubt. Really? Oh, gosh, yes. But what if I tweeted that he wasn't? <laughs> That's what you do. Overrated! Didn't have, didn't have social media back then. Um, and now a lot oh, of these guys rats. don't want to play anyway. They either hurt or they just opt out. I mean, Yachty was named to the team. I'm not going. But right, he, even right. he's he's not having an all-star caliber season. Yeah, but you would have a Hall of Famer behind the plate. But happy birthday, 39 years old today. Yeah. I think that a lot of these guys, especially this year, with the strangeness of last year, either A, want time to physically recover, or B, want time with their families. You know, like... Yeah. Okay, but hadn't that happened, hadn't that been a, an, an issue every year? Everyone would like to rest. Everyone would like time with their family. This year is no yeah, different but, than, than any other in that regard. Yeah, but this year maybe because of just the last year and a half, maybe it's a little bit more pronounced. Maybe guys are trying to stay healthy so they can reach certain contract incentives uh, this year because of the financial hit that they took last year. Um, and back in the early days, a lot of those guys needed that money that they got for the All-Star game. These guys don't care about the money now. Right. Like, uh, I don't like wisdom, know. like wisdom, for instance, uh, who, uh, speaking of great guests, Tiggy had him on my show uh, a week or two ago. His family is, is in from Seattle this whole week and they're getting to just hang in Chicago. So I know that there was some, uh, murmurs about him in the home run derby maybe, but he's getting to hang out, you know, with his family for a week with his two kids that he hasn't gotten to all year. So I think the priorities maybe are a little bit different this year and last year than, than in years past. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is, but it, it just seems to me that the, the quality of teams that both leagues have put up there aren't quite what they usually are. Well, fans what, are uh, what, what kind of cash do you get just for being in the home run derby? Like if you get knocked out in the first round? 
I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I know like Alonzo won a million bucks last night by winning the thing, right? Like, is it is it at a premium to get in there? Like, if I were Tyler O'Neill, I would have been asking the Cardinals to start a social media campaign a month ago saying, like, get Tyler O'Neill in the Home Run Derby. I would be doing everything I could to get in that thing. Do you think that happens, or is it like, you know, you have to be invited? Wouldn't you think some of these fringe guys who can put on a show would absolutely be dying to get there for, A, the exposure, which we know is worth more than money, well, yeah. but, B, the chance to make some cash? Don't you have to be an all-star to be in it? No, I don't no. think so. Trey Man, yeah, no, you don't have to. No, and I, th- I, I think the two, they want a name. Because, uh, I mean, Soto was had, in last night. He has, what, 11 home runs? That's... Yeah, but they had Salvador Perez and Trey Mancini. and Matt, I, Mancini's a great story, but Matt Olson, like, they don't exactly have, like, you know, the biggest stars and the biggest home run hitters every year. Most guys don't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think Pujols opted out of it after his home run total went, went straight down after the home run derby. Yeah. I think he just kind of said, I don't want to do it. And a guy like, like that... Has made so much money, he doesn't need it. But they yeah. were they were saying Alonso's contract pays him six hundred thousand a year. He made right. more, almost double last night what he makes in a season. He's yeah. made, and, that, and people are saying that it's like a focus for him now is that he wants to get in and win every year because of the cash. Well, his cash right now he's made on his Mets contracts is just under three million. He's made two million dollars from winning back to back home run derbies. Yeah. So for guys, like <laughs> so like I mean that's I mean he's almost doubled his career earnings. Yeah, guys before well, yeah. their six year service time are definitely and, the targets. Right. Well, it's pre-arbitration, yeah. So good on baseball for having a prize big enough that Alonzo wants to, you know, get in the mix every year and probably, like, trains for it. Was Arenado so asked, you know, being back going back to Colorado? He does have, what, 16, 17 home runs. Yeah, so he would have been like, a natural to be in there. Yeah, so do we know? Was he asked and he said no? I don't know. It, I, I just assume that most of the high, high, high-profile guys, especially with you know the money that, that he's making, that he wouldn't want to be in it because it probably is like a lose-lose, right? Like mm-hmm. either you probably don't beat Alonzo uh, and you don't win a million dollars, or you you know have a bad second half and people attribute it to being in the home run derby. But if, if I were Tyler O'Neill, I would be doing everything I could to get in that thing. Or it could be that guys like Arenado would get nervous, m- more nervous than Iggy playing golf. Oh, impossible. Or maybe they don't impossible. normally swing for the fences in batting practice, and they're afraid that they're going to go up there and hit four home runs, and, and it really would be ner- in, a little bit embarrassing for those guys. Could be. It's pretty cool to see, uh, to see them get to bring their pitchers in. I guess they said Mancini's was... What a guy from his time at Notre Dame, and he didn't tell him that he was going to have him throw to him until he got to Denver. <laughs> and the guy, the guy was apparently not nervous, uh, but that would be a lot of pressure standing on that. Oh mound God, yeah, that'd be more that'd be to, more, more nervous than the player at the. Was play. it last year? Whoever, uh, whoever I forgot who the player was, but brought the pitch, and the first thing he did is he threw two in the dirt. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be tough. brutal. And you're just on an island out there, everyone watching. Mm-hmm. Talk about sweaty palms. For Mancini, every every time they threw mm-hmm. him a low inside pitch, he'd hit it out. Yeah, yeah they got in a pretty good groove there. Pulled it right down the line, that, uh, home run every pitch. And yeah, then if he got it out over the together. plate, not so much. The pitcher is the is the X factor, because if they're giving it to you right where you like it every single time, you're Put so much... 
you're so much more likely to yeah i think i think in pools places he brought uh was it dave mckay maybe he brought somebody from that staff that used to pitch batting practice to him Arnado was asked to do the home run derby, but he said that he'd feel like Iggy at Westboro and declined the invite. Yeah. We're getting a lot of play on that joke in the uh, text inbox. Yeah, yeah. well, it's getting old. So if any of you guys think I'm nervous, why don't you come out and play me in golf and let's put some money up and we'll play. I do, I do miss Chris Berman calling the action on the All-Star oh, home run. I, I don't, I don't at all. Yeah, I miss that. It's all the way to Golden. <laughs> yes, I missed that. I, I see. It's yeah, stupid. I see him just sitting. I see him sitting with one of those cork boards like they have in a procedural crime <laughs> show, and he's got all of the bodies of water and all of the suburbs within a fifty mile radius, <laughs> and the strings back and forth. He's like, "All right, uh, Colorado River, Golden, Littleton, Breckenridge." Nah, back, 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 back. <laughs> I liked it. It's back to Red Rocks. <laughs> Loved it. Especially when McGuire was hitting him out at Fenway yeah, that's Park. Yeah. Sammy blum, Sosa blum. in 2005 <laughs> at Miller Park hit five home runs over 500 feet. Yeah. Oshkosh. The, the Albert, the Winnie, the Pujols. Blum, blum, blum. They were saying Otani and BP <laughs> was hitting them over the trees in center field. I mean, that's as, as about as far as you can hit the base. See the video of him putting the hole in the Tokyo Dome? Like yeah. back, back when he was playing in mm-hmm. um, Japan? Yeah, he's unbelievable. Nice hole, Shohei. And he's uh, kind of got that. He's kind of got that Suzuki swing too, where he's kind of like a oh, he can put pigeon, it anywhere. Yeah, I would have thought. Did, did you thought. ever see him take batting practice, Ichiro? No. Oh, he he could he could hit every ball was a home run if he wanted to, and wherever he wanted to put it. Yeah, left field, right field, line drive, towering fly ball. I saw it a bunch at uh, spring training. Just he could do whatever ever he wanted in batting practice essentially playing horse with the baseball yeah remarkable or like tiger on iggy you've seen at those clinics when people will call out shots and he'll you know high cut low draw stinger and he'll just on command do it yeah like that's what that's what each like in, in i used to watch i used to love watch when potters would come to town watch tony Gwynn at batting practice a lot of these guys just try to hit as far as they can he actually worked on things he would take like his first at bat uh, first four up the middle, then right field, then left field. Then he just now did you sound everything. Like an he old could, person right now. He just did everything he wanted to with the ball, just to. And that's what batting practice for. Kind of work on things and. But but you don't think other guys are working on things? Most guys are just trying to hit as far as they can. Just loosening up, trying to hit as far as they can. I know the pitchers do that. They <sighs> yeah. bunt two or three times and they just try to swing for the fences because they're betting money. Uh, I remember the good old days. Then back to the steel mill to uh, make a couple extra bucks and. Bring home the bacon for your family. Yeah, the good old days when you just go out on the field and watch batting practice. I never, I never saw Tony Gwynn uh, like from a watching him hit batting practice standpoint. I imagine though that he's like the quintessential on the surface kind of boring player from a game perspective. But uh, yeah, probably could do all sorts of crazy like. You know, trick shots and hit stuff on command, and it's, it's pretty amazing what guys can do with a fungo bat. What Willie McGee can do with a fungo bat, and then to watch Ozzy just like uh, play play soft toss and play catch before they went out there, and the things he would do with his glove and his ball, where you couldn't even see the ball coming out of his hand. I mean, he'd sit there and play catch with Willie McGee or whatever, and the ball would come into his glove, and you wouldn't even see the ball go in his glove, and it'd already be in his hand, sidearm going back to Willie McGee. It's just, it was like sleight of hand what he would do playing catch. It was amazing It's to watch. like watching Marco Bertarelli with Wustoff knives. Oh, he'll do the same thing there. Chop, chop, cheeky. If you go down to Bertarelli Cutlery on the hill and you're, you'll be singing Chop, Chop, Cheeky, 
and watch watch them go to work there at Bertarelli, sharpening those knives. Every fine restaurant, every hotel in town, schools, you name it, they all take their knives to Bertarelli to get them sharpened up because that's what they do. They've also got a great retail area right there where you can get some Wusthof knives. Bertarelli Cutlery has been St. Louis knife and sharpening experts oh, about a half a century now. means everything from knives, slicer blades, kitchen shears, and more. If it has an edge, Bertarelli can get it sharp. And they can also sharpen all the, the tools you use in the yard, pruners, garden shears, hedge trimmers, chainsaw blades, lawnmower blades, anything that you need for the season. All in supply locally. Shop online at BertarelliCo.com or swing by the store at 1927 Marconi Avenue on the Hill. They still have all the PPE supplies. If you're looking for hand sanitizers, gloves, we know that Tom Traven, the number one glove blogger in the business, has written extensively about the need for gloves. Yes, they've got them there at Bertarelli Supply. So check out all the sharpening services at BertarelliCo.com or give them a call at 314-664-4005 or drop them an email at contact at BertarelliCo.com. Don't be a damn fool. Sharpen your tool. Oh, that's not bad. Let me jot that down. that in there. Yeah, I'm going to write that down. Hang on. Do you, don't do you want me be to do, a do you damn. Want me to do it again in the in yeah, voice? Yeah, please. Right. But don't <clears throat> do it like Fistful of Bourbon. Don't, don't steal oh. Tim's voice for that. Okay, <sighs> Iggy. Iggy, I'm paying homage. All right. <clears throat> don't be a damn fool. Sharpen your tool. <laughs> I, I like it. I'm writing that down as we speak. Can I do a Fistful of Bourbon read this week, Yeah, please? do it now if you want. I uh, Tash this out real quick. Okay. I don't see it on the log for today, but I yeah. would like to put in a request um, to do one over the next couple of days. Uh, that was a make good right there. Okay. I'm sure they'd be don't happy with a freebie. Be a damn fool. Yeah, like uh, Dr. Biondo and his rocket ships. Sharpen your tools. They don't win a <laughs> damn first prize at the bourbon contest for nothing. They aren't damn fools. His rocket ships will. We can uh, you up with a nice pair of glasses on the house. We'll discuss that after the program. <laughs> I bet Ichiro could purposely foul off pitches waiting for one he could drive. That's from Stubby Applause. I don't know. I don't know if anybody could. I saw him. I saw him hit a ball. It's not what they try to do. I saw him hit a ball down the line for a double and it bounced in five feet in front of him and he hit it. Five feet in front of him. Bounced five feet in front of him. He swung at it and knocked it down See, the line a for a double. That's not a lie. Why would you swing at that pitch? I don't know. He's ready to swing, and it just bounced, and he was, there it is, just like right where he wanted it, and just hit it. So, Vladimir Guerrero hit a ball that hit the dirt uh, out of the park, and that is a very, very, I think, famous YouTube clip. So, Ichiro Suzuki swung at a ball five feet in front of <laughs> home plate, well, which, is, which is nearly 10% of the distance between the mound and the plate. I didn't have a tape measure, but uh, the ball bounced in front of him. He swung at it and hit it down the line for a double. So, Tony Gwynn never ducked huh. a charity golf match from Carlos Danger. Do what? Tony Gwynn never played in a charity golf match. Is that what he said? I just read I just read the text. What did that doesn't make any sense. I'll I'm give sure it to Doug waiting, right I'm sure he's where played plenty he, of charity matches. Uh, I'll give it to Doug right where he likes it. Hi and t- nope. What does I'm that mean? Read the rest of that. What, what in the world? Uh, uh, right where he likes it. High and tight. And then I can't. Uh, I can't finish the text. It's from the Belfontaine Belly Buster, Doug. I don't know him, so he wouldn't know where I like it. Clip that off. He can Astros knock it off. Four, Astros had four players opt out. Clown shoes. Opt out of the All Star game. <laughs> 
Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, that's going to uh, be a problem because I know that's a that's a big event for Major League Baseball. And if your big stars all start saying, eh, I don't think so, that will be a big problem for them. Yeah, I hope it's a good game tonight. Um, I hope that it's not boring, not uh, like the last couple of All-Star games. I feel like that have been like 2-1 to one or 3 to nothing. I hope it's a good game. I watched the first inning, so I don't watch Otani pitch and then lead off the game. After that, I'm done. I don't care. And what's on the dock of the rest of the evening? Uh, I am on the final season of Oz. So once I finish that. Speaking of high hard ones. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of ween in this show. No. Oh. And not, not Merkins either. These are real weens. Mm. That's why you're watching it? No, it's a good show, but just a lot of weens. The first, I think, isn't that the first HBO show? That was the first one? No, I think the first one was probably Dream On. I think it was Oz. Let's find out. Could be, because I do want to watch Dream On next. They got a lot of nudity. Ah, do they have as much ween? <laughs> no, it's mostly female nudity. So you'll, you'll fire up a couple of Oz. You'll, uh, you know... Take in a couple high hard ones. Oh, it, it was the first one hour drama TV series to be produced by HBO. Well, now you're getting specific one hour drama. What about first 30 minute comedy? It'll be Dream On, I'm sure. Yeah, Columbo. I think the guy was <laughs> name was Brian Ben Ben, I think was his name. Yeah, I watched some of that. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of stars that are big stars now that weren't at the time, they got naked. That's all it's about is who gets naked. Hey, Mr. Skin's kids go to New Trier High School. How about that? Do they really? Oh, yeah. He Skin lives, lives in uh, Chicago. Hey, Jim McBride. Uh, Off in the States, I think. An enormous, no, he lives in uh, Glencoe. An enormous house right next to a uh, golf course. His kids go to New Trier. Shout out to Skin, as Iggy calls him. He got that big house by, by running Mr. Skin? Oh, yep. he's worth he's worth tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. Just from that website? Just from that website. Yep. Really? What I sh- should have done many years ago. Yeah, he's one of the uh, one of the many who have ripped off great ideas that Iggy's had. Yeah, well, not sure he ripped it off, but I had the idea. I mean, I was taping all the nude scenes on VHS, but you didn't do anything with it. No, I wasn't smart. (laughs) Okay, wasn't? I still still ain't, but still ain't. I do I like though when you smart. just. I still ain't. I do like though when uh, when you just call him Skin, kind of like when Jackson <laughs> referred to Aaron Boone as Booney earlier. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, Skinzy. And whenever I have him on the air, I call him Skin. Yeah, my brother uh, was his uh, season ticket rep for the Chicago White Sox. Really? Sold him tickets. Yeah. He's a good dude. He really is. God, that'd yeah. be a hard sell, wouldn't it? Season tickets to the White Sox. No, man. Like. I mean, they're pretty good uh, this year, but most years. Uh, Last couple of years, they've been uh, they've been really good. They've been right in the mix. Do they get a lot of attention in Chicago, or are they always second yeah. fiddle? No, they do. Well, I mean, the Bears are kind of, uh, and I'll just cut this off at the pass. For all of you textures, all of you dorks who are going to text in, we don't care, we don't care. I don't care, so shut your mouth. I'm not going to read your text. There you go. Um, it's kind of uh, a Bears town when the Bears are good or when the Bears do something like drafting uh, Justin Fields. So Bears kind of year-round, and then um, I would say probably Cubs next, then White Sox and Bulls, and then the Blackhawks, uh, regardless of, of what they're doing, are kind of, you know, hockey guy is kind of uh, at the bottom of the totem pole anyway. But generally Bears, number one, 
and then down from there. Hmm. Like the Cardinals are talked about all year in uh, St. Louis. Yeah. Cardinals have been a clear number one here forever. Even when the Rams were good, I still think the guess, Cardinals are number one. Guess you morons aren't going to talk about the Rams. Nice tease, Raby. <laughs> oh, gosh. We'll yeah. tease it till tomorrow. I, I didn't get around <laughs> to mention it. that. Well, that, this is called the deepest tease. This is called uh, the long con. And we'll get to that tomorrow. <laughs> well, <laughs> gotcha, dorks. <laughs> that feel good? Oh, to tease him and then not talk about it. Well, I was I was nervous. Oh, I, that's probably the old true. tease no talk. It's an old radio trick. It's one of uh, text guy voice. One of one of Marconi's staples of leaving the audience wanting more. Oh, and Jason Barrett too. Don't forget him. Mark McGuire's back. Uh, that's yeah. That's I would pay no attention to that. When you read this this Ram story, it sure makes you you like uh, Demoff even more, don't you? <laughs> what a wonderful so, guy he was. Here's here's the thing that I still don't understand, and we actually can't talk about this tomorrow. And, and even some of the reaction that I've seen this morning is that there isn't really anything new, other than on the record some of the comments that were made, emails that were exchanged, and essentially just a bunch of people that we knew probably weren't saying great things about St. Louis, weren't saying great things about St. Louis. And I guess I don't understand the fascination or even obsession of some with just talking about like, oh man, like the Rams and the NFL, they're in trouble now. Like all this is going to come out like, all right, I guess. But I don't really think that Stan Kroenke or Kevin Demoff or Roger Goodell or Jerry Jones really care if the court of public opinion and the court of public opinion in St. Louis casts an unfavorable light upon them. I mean, these guys, you know, get hit with not just lawsuits, but all sorts of uh, craziness and, you know, all sorts of uh, criticism in the media all the time, and, and, and they don't care. So I don't know. I guess my question would be if you are a St. Louisan, yeah, it sucks that the Rams left, but what like, what pleasure do you take in seeing some of the crummy things that have been said about St. Louis? I, I kind of am in the move on and, you know, screw those guys uh, mindset, I guess. Well, I think that St. Louis just wants uh, to get some justice. and I, The key is that the NFL did not follow the uh, guidelines they were supposed to follow. Right. And they and I were think we've completely known that, right? Well, it, I'm not sure that it came out has come out nationally. I think we've suspected it and have known that really, but it's never really been broadcast to the rest of the world that the NFL really pulled a fast one on St. Louis, that they paid no attention to their guidelines whatsoever, and that they did indeed have long-term plans to move while they were denying it and made St. Louis jump through the hoops of getting a whole other stadium ready to go. Uh, plans for it anyway, spent millions on that to try to keep the team from moving when, in fact, the team never had the slightest intention of, of ever staying. So I, I think there's some people in St. Louis that really want some money out of that. They they want some kind of damages out of that. And, and sure. also they'd like to embarrass Roger Goodell and Stan Kroenke and everyone else who was involved with it. Yeah, I guess my point, though, is like, okay, so they get embarrassed and they will have to release their financial records 
the plaintiffs will get even more out of the uh, discovery revelations that uh, were, I, I guess, on display yesterday. But like, so what? Um, if if you take pleasure in that, then then that's great. But if I'm a fan in Seattle or New England or Houston, like, I oh, don't that, think no, they that, won't care. That, 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 that I'm thinking twice now. I hope that the city of St. Louis gets a giant windfall of money, and I hope that money is used for um, something awesome. I, I hope that it's used for some sort of really, really good that can come out of this really, really bad and bummer of a situation, but it probably will just go into the coffer and, you know, be used to fix potholes and um, uh, well, even, even if, year-long if, construction on roads and stuff. So I guess I just can't really get that, you know, excited about it. That even if you get that, it's something, but there's a chance. I, I think the reason they want to uh, figure out just how much everyone is worth so that if St. Louis prevails, uh, the penalty against these people will be meaningful. You know, if Stan Kroenke so, is worth yeah. $20 billion and you give him and a $100,000 like, fine, that's meaningless. Like, what makes it hurt for him? Oh, the billion, maybe? That would be so awesome. But w- with all these billionaires and with the league worth, you know, who knows how many billions of dollars, if they should hand down a, a billion-dollar judgment to St. Louis, I would think St. Louis could do something with that money. I think right, that'd be a say, big deal. Let's say that they gave you the option. We'll give you $500 million or we will order Kroenke to blow up his stadium and start over and build a new one. What would you choose? Oh, I wouldn't care that he blew it up out there. I would. Well, it would cost him another $3 billy. I guess in the, in the dream scenario, I'd like to see St. Louis get a billion in damages and, and an expansion team. That's never going to happen. I don't think it will. I've just said that'd be the dream scenario. I think he should have to live at the Dome for <laughs> two years. He has to live there full time. Shower there, eat there. After what you're doing to the league, you think the Rams have to play an away game in the Dome. Yeah, there's no shot. There's no shot. I think that a team comes out of this is is a billion. Like, I don't even know what's like on the table. I don't know what's. No, I don't think anybody. Does. They won't say that. Maybe there's been I mean, nothing even proposed would... at this point. I mean, t- basically, I mean, what what it costs the city is that they weren't staying here anyway. They already they've already proven that they wanted to leave. So what you should get is what you paid for all these improvements and the stadium plans and all of that. Uh, you're not going to get lost revenue. Well, if you'd have stayed for ten more years, but, but you, they weren't staying for ten more years. What they should get is what they paid all these things they put together to try and come up with uh, plans for the stadium yeah. and what went into that. Well, they may have stayed that's 10 more should, years. That's what you should get back. They may have had to stay 10 more years had they, in fact, followed the relocation guidelines that they themselves right. made. So, they may have stayed here another 100 years. So I understand that they said some nasty things on and off the record, but like until it's something of consequence that benefits the community directly and, you know, almost immediately... I, I don't get worked up about, you know, reading uh, emails and texts and, you know, transcripts from phone calls during discovery phase of, you know, pretrial procedure. You yeah, say something about... And for the people that think that they're going to get an expansion team out of this, you think the NFL will do that after you just embarrassed them and made them pay all this money and you're suing yeah, them Yeah, suck it, grub Well, the, yeah, the NFL wouldn't, but a court could. 
A court I, might. I don't believe a court could tell the NFL you have to give this guy, you have to give this city an expansion. I, I don't know. I, I don't know that that's ever happened. I don't know that it's impossible for that to ever happen, though. And then who's going to finance the stadium? Speaking of reading emails, Brian Hoffman is in the studio. Oh, all right. Gosh, and he brought no filter at all. Bravo, Jackson. Thank you. <laughs> so we, Hoffman, none on I need. Oh. <laughs> Hoffman, I need to hear you talk about holes. Design oh. air, heating and cooling email of the day. Mmm, is that diaper wet? Well, you don't waste any time, do you? <laughs> El Natural Lube sounds fresh. Doing this for ten minutes? Delicious. <laughs> From Guy Smiley. Frank, how do you handle this guy on your show? He's reading it from people listening to your show. Guy, how about how about Frank? Smile. Hang on, hang on. How about Frank digs into the box and takes? <laughs> <a minute>? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Hoffman is the man. Oh, thank you. I wish you all the best in the future, and I'll miss you on the reads when Timmy's out on vacation. Just for old time's sake, I'd like you to read a couple of lines for me. Three, two, one. Dougie, let me explore that toot sleeve. The warm, crusty, starfish-leaked mud. Okay, that's enough. Zane, Zane, splash my face. That's enough. Warm asparagus broth. (laughs) Who was it? Adam from Lime? That's from Flip Wilson. Flip Wilson got suspended. Suspended a period of two days' time. His name is going to the leather-bound hotshot suspension logule. And remember, the uh, sandwich of the day is a fricuterie board. Large mixture of five types of fries and tots served with your choice of any five dipping sauces. That's at Hot Shots. Now, keep on, it Frank, clean. I, I got an extra glove and a nine-iron. Just hit a couple of balls for us. <laughs> Yum, I say, is my husband's mother, Gus. Let's say nice wet cement out of his God, toot shoot. Mm, <laughs> digested moldy potatoes. <laughs> We didn't talk about any of this stuff. He must have had those hash browns from Hardee's, I say, as my mouth talk begins to that. sting. After he finishes letting out the hash browns, life came slithering out. It was an eel, a mud eel. His eel. That's be- enough! <laughs> Who? Who was that from? That was from Sniffin' Holes. Sniffin' Holes suspended. Suspended two days' time. And it won't feel good. S-O-S. Please send help to Kirkwood. I made homemade helmet nachos last night for the derby and added some of my Uncle Chuck's homegrown jalapenos. They are as hot coming out as they are going in. Anyway, I entered this Johnny on the spot at about 9 a.m. After pinching off an intense loaf, I noticed there is no TP. If I sit here any longer, my hemorrhoids are going to look like chewed up gushers. (laughs) (laughs) That's from Trapped in Kirkwood. Trapped in Kirkwood. (laughs) <laughs> Anything that doesn't involve bodily functions? It's a landline. <laughs> hey, boys. It was nice to be back on the hardwood this Monday night after taking off last week for the holidays. Spe- speaking of hardwood, it was great oh, to see no. Doug strap on the high tops and try to relieve some of the glory days of the 1972-73 season. It was also magical to see the spark between him and Dirk, our resident muscle-bound stepdad who was just his type. It's not the first Monday night basketball romance over the years in the parish gym, but it might be the moistiest. <laughs> That's not a word. <laughs> Dirk's been doing the Beach Boy short workouts for weeks, and he was pretty pumped to finally have a suitor in Doug. Monday night basketball has provided Dirk with just the right opportunity to unwind as his wife stays at home and watches the bachelorette with her divorced ladies club. Anywho, I was pretty honored to win email of the day a few weeks back, but it left me with some questions about then and now. If you win email of the day, but Tim isn't there to read it, does it even count? While I was excited to win for the first time, I still find myself feeling pretty empty inside. 
It's like that time I went home with one of the contestants from the Doug Vaughn Lookalike Contest. You know, a win's a win, but I woke up feeling like the real thing would have been even more enjoyable. Oh, well. I guess it was his real Emmy that we used in the role play. It was bigger <laughs> than I thought. Raby, you're a fraud. Hoffman, you'll be missed, and I hope you read this email. It would be an honor. Doug dropped some waste on my face. Toodles. God, who says oh. stuff like that? Why Wal- are you reading it? You've what? got no filter at all. Waldo and you city. Hang on. What was that last line again, Hoffman? <laughs> it it read, um, Doug dropped some waste on my face. Uh, does your new employer know that you're reading this stuff? <laughs> Waldo and you city. Disappointing email for him. This is the last one I got. Uh, His meaty thighs were wrapped firmly around my oh, neck, and I was heaven. about to lose consciousness. Say, Uncle, Bill yelled. I live between your legs. I'll die between your oh, legs. I what? squeaked out as I gasped for one last <laughs> What in the world? As I slowly came to, I realized someone was giving me chest compressions. My vision was very blurry, and I wasn't too sure what was going on. I could sense there was a group of people around me. I felt a pair of burly hands grab my face and felt air being pumped into my mouth. As they resumed the chest compressions, my mind came back. Bill choked me out and they were giving me CPR. Then I felt someone grab my face again. My vision came back. A hole surrounded by matted tufts was coming towards my face. No, no! I pulled a squints move from movie Sandlot and pretended to be still out cold. When when his tush landed on my lips again and he began to fill my lungs with his helmet nacho flatulence, I grabbed his body and held him onto my face. I made oh, out please. with this hole until he struggled free. Okay. He slapped me on the face and kicked me out of the Crestwood Harbor Freight. I was banned for life. But I've that, been there. But that shift. <laughs> but that shift manager always gives me a special look when I walk past this building, mouth to mouth, mouth to hole. One in the same. Thanks, oh. Adam from Lemay. Oh, jeez. Not one in the same. Excellent read, Hoff. Adam from Lee May. That's all I got. Whenever Hoffman starts laughing and has to like pause for a second, it's, it's kind of hard. Never, and in this one, Jackson, brace, Jackson had to edit brace a little bit. Back. Yeah, I like, like the, the word calm before the storm. <laughs> Just should never have read some of that. Oh man, I don't um, have anyone I could vote for. I, I don't know. Yeah, can we vote for Hoffman? <laughs> uh, I, I'm voting for Brian Hoffman. Thank you, Chris. Well, I can't vote for any of these emailers, so I'll vote for Brian Hoffman as well. Thank you. All right, Brian Hoffman well, wins the Design Air email of the day. It says uh, uh, TMA T-shirt at, oh, at the cool. end of the month, I guess. Oh. Um, Look I'll for let, that in uh, the mail. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let Rocky <laughs> mail it, and then Iggy make a comment about Rocky not mailing it. It'll, it'll, it'll be on the desk at your new job. Yeah. Thanks, Rocky. Um, all right. That's going to do it for us. Frank uh, is going to uh, reread the part about holes coming up uh from 10 until, well, hopefully ever, mm-hmm. because I would clip that off and listen to it forever. Thank you, Hoffman. Doug, Iggy, Rock, Jackson, um, I will be back tomorrow, and I can't wait to hear what all of uh, the basement scum has to say about yeah. today's presentation and about the next couple of days. But it was fun, boys. It was a lot of fun. Tim? This ended him get back soon (laughs) for the love of god this has been the ryan kelly morning after on 590 the fan and inside stl.com